minutes um, and then I have to stir my ratatouille. Right, so I just recorded that because I thought it was so great it needed to be oh. <laughs> kept in posterity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get on with it then. <laughs> all right, well, um, everybody, let's all just get a hurry along because Lisa's got ratatouille on the stove. This is Playing Devil's Avocado. My name is Claire Isaac. You are who? Uh, Lisa Sinclair. You are. That's true. Yeah. It's nice to see your little face on my Aww. screen. And this week, Lisa. Yes, episode 29, 20. I believe. Oh, did I say 28? Is it 29? Yeah, it's 29. Yes. Yeah, who knows anymore? Who knows? What season is it? Who knows? I don't who even cares? know what day it is. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about, we're going to do some culture club. Yeah. Talk about picnics and if there's some etiquette that goes along with picnicking. Yes. We're going to do some snack attack. Snack attack. We're going to talk about the innovations catalogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk all other kind of interesting stuff about um, some work stuff, some life stuff, some big life questions. Big questions. So, you know, 37 minutes of fun-packed fun. Pack it in. Let's go. Pack it in, Claire. I'm packing it in right now. First of all, Lisa, let's talk about sleep, because, of course, this will send everyone to sleep, this this podcast. Um, You mentioned to me that white noise is changing your life. Now, are you listening to a white noise app when you go to sleep now? Well, what has happened, Claire, is we've got um, new neighbours and they're young people, Claire. (laughs) Right. And they are students who also work. So there's comings and goings and there's music on the beatbox machine. um, (laughs) At all hours. At all hours. And it's not, you know, it's not really overtly awful, but it's just enough noise to piss me off. Um, And also because I'm terribly noise sensitive, as I think you know. Do you know that? Um, Um, No, but I, yes. You can imagine. I can only only imagine. As you can actually imagine how I'm, I, I, it is actually a condition. I'm very, very noise sensitive. So I just thought, well, I can't just keep fighting with the neighbours about them living their life, especially in lockdown. You know, there's nowhere for anywhere, anyone to go. So I thought I had to tackle it from my end. So I found a white noise thingy on the YouTube. Right. And it's just unbelievable. Oh my God, the joy of it. It's like this soft sort of cloud that just envelops you and you just lie there and all you can hear is this lovely white noise it's like a cross between an air being on an airplane um a bit of a fan going um i don't it's just lovely and i just and it just zonks you out completely and i can't hear the neighbors it's amazing wow i've never done the white noise thing but i might have to might know now i might have to i think you should i'll send you the one that i'm listening to but then today that they were home again playing their music and I was trying to work. Mm. So I put it on my work computer on a different one that I found. And again, it just blocks everything out. I've also been using it for, because I'm desperately trying to read a book and I'm so, um, what's the word at the moment? Just um, fragmented. My brain is so fragmented. So I put it on when I want to read. So that nothing nothing distracts me. Nothing distracts me. Just reading with my white noise. It's lovely. Mm. Okay. Mm. I, Recommend. on the other hand, have been listening to yeah. my Calm app. And oh, you calm. randomly on Facebook, I noticed yesterday that Keith Urban is on it now, playing music. So I had a look. <laughs> I'm not sure that I want Keith Urban to be sending me to sleep. Um, okay. 
Well, do I love Keith? You did when we saw him in concert that um, time. Yeah, I like him in him. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But uh, it's a little bit creepy because he comes on and he says, this is going to send you to sleep, so it's good night. I wanted him to say good night, baby girl, but he didn't say that. But that's what oh. he calls Nicole, so I wanted that yeah. to be on there. But it's a song called I Am Home. It goes for 58 minutes. It's the longest long country time. song in the world. And it's a little bit doodly 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 doo musicy, but um, I think it probably could work. So I'm going to investigate whether or not Keith Urban sends me to sleep, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, okay. I wonder um, if he plays that for Nicole every night. Imagine if that was his job. I'll do the washing <laughs> up if you play your 58 minute song for me yes. every single night. All right, um, and try white noise as well, because right. I know you struggle with your sleep. Oh, honestly, I'm terrible. Last night I was up at four o'clock this morning. I wrote a list of things I was going to do. I almost wrote a children's book. Oh. <laughs> and it's well, very it productive. Be yeah. mm. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's now do a... It's a kind of a follow-up. It's a follow-up. Follow it's a follow-up. Follow follow mm. oh. So... You know how last year we were up in arms all the time, or the even the year before actually, about everyone being called Karen, and yes. you know Karen wanting to talk to the manager, and um, you know, and then there was a sort of resurgence of Karen, sort of lately, with all the anti-vaxxers, and yes, you know, there's a lot of sort of negative Karening going on because of yes. course not all Karens are anti-vaxxers; they can still want to speak to the manager. Yes, um, and we were. Very we said, much... "Why is there only a Karen and not a Darren?" That's right. We were very much in the Karen court because, of course, Karen Karen's... corner. Yes, because Karens are usually around our age, middle-aged yeah. ladies with a lot of time on their hands. And now there is a restaurant that's opening in Sydney. Yes, I got invited to it. That's amazing. It's called it's called Karen's Diner. Um, That's right. Their little website is called bemorecaron.com, which is just brilliant. And the menu is just hilarious. But what they say, it's going to have the worst service you've ever received. Yes, and you're meant to go in and be rude back to them so that you can be a Karen. Right. So their service is going to be so awful that you can say, I want to talk to the manager. Right, and then the manager will be rude to you as well. Yes. So um, I don't. It's kind of conflicting, isn't it? Because it's very funny, and yet it just goes against everything I believe in <laughs> in terms of the poor Karens. I know, but there is a cocktail list, and it's things like Karen's Millens, um, the Nutty Karen, and the CEO Karen. Yeah, and the so, Sour Karen. And the Sour Karen. And so. also, they've got bingo wings, chicken bingo wings, which I thought was just <laughs> genius. So I had to laugh at that. Um, and the shooters, I will be having the, the uh, shots, which are, the music is too loud, I've been waiting 10 minutes for service, you've just lost my business. <laughs> <laughs> They're very clever. Someone is very clever to have done this. There's yeah. um, the rest, the um, burgers, it's like an American diner. The burgers are like deep fried Karen, country Karen, um, the fiery Karen, the I want to see the manager Karen. Then there's yeah, bingo wings, there's bit Karen's bit on the side. Karen's sweet treats, and then yeah, the no, I reckon it's a bit of a laugh to be honest. I agree. I think. And do you know what? It's, it's going to be full of Karens, isn't it? Full of Karens. Apparently, if you're Karen, if you are called Karen, as long as you've got ID, the first drink's on them. That's good too, isn't it? I might yeah. change my name to Karen just for that. Yeah. Or take a friend. I've called got a Karen. friend called Karen, actually. You have. I do. Take care. And maybe I will. Yeah, maybe you should. Maybe I will. <laughs> All right, let's do some culture. Uh, 
Um, what have you been watching, listening to, reading this week? Um, watching, I have been watching Atlantic Crossing. I don't know what that is. It's on SBS mm. and it is, um, it's really rather good. It's a Norwegian-American thing. Ooh. What's it called when they do it together? A, um, co-production? Co-production. I, when I watch it, I do think of you because I think you'd like it because they do talk in Norwegian and so there's lots of... Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> and you love the Scandies, don't I do. you? I'm a big fan. So it's about um, the Crown Princess of Norway in the um, as the Second World War um, breaks out. Right. And um, they had to flee because of the... Germans um, marching into Norway. So they had to flee to Sweden and then Sweden wouldn't let them stay. And so they end up going to America and then she ends up sort of um, running the resistance from America. It's a true Ooh. story. Ooh. Um, and it's um, it's all done in period drama, costumey, lovely Ooh, you bonnets. Love that, don't you? You love a I bonnet. love it. If you could have and a bonnet lovely... on your screen every oh, day, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. And there's lovely um, Swedish palaces. <gasps> You know, and then a big American houses, and it, honestly, it's really, it's really good. It's really great. Okay. It's on SBS for free. Um, and then the other thing I watched was the final finale, the final yeah. finale of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Have you watched yeah. it? No, I haven't. And I, it's funny because I should have because I loved it for years, but then I yes. just, I haven't watched the last two seasons for some reason. I think I just got a bit over it. Because they weren't very good the last two seasons. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> was it good though? The end? No. 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 Yeah. no. I just watched it because jumped on shark. the journey. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a shame. It is a shame. They tried very hard, but no. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were some great moments in that show. Yes. Oh, just so great. Joke. And some, um, you know, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that but, you cool, know, cool, 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 cool was good. There's yeah. stuff that you used to say from there and... Yeah, mm. but it, everything has to end, Claire. It does, doesn't it? Not, though, Morning Wars, which is back, back, back. Yeah, it's so Everyone good. Everyone is so it? excited, aren't they? It's so funny. Yeah. It's, just like, it's like every woman and every gay man in the world <laughs> on my <laughs> Facebook is just beside themselves with glee. Um, it's so well made. It's just, um, it's like watching a movie, but it's there on your t- on your TV. The, yeah. the production values are so good. And I think because you know also that it's been filmed during lockdown, like the scenes in Times Square in episode one for the um, New Year's Eve, and you just go, all oh, those people, it's amazing. Like it's just, you see all these people and you know it's been filmed cleverly with green screen or whatever, but it yeah. just, you know, it feels like a real you know oh it's it's what it's going to be like it's going to be fabulous again i was reading that there is a link between you know the times um cover of harry and megan yeah now i think the stylist for that is the stylist for jennifer aniston's cover um character on morning wars that's interesting yeah, she didn't and, really earn um, the money for Harry and Meghan, did she? They've, they've well, been I, I, I read that what she does is stealth wealth. Stealth wealth, was well, so yeah, like beautiful so jewelry and it's, but it's all very quiet. Right. So it's like the most beautiful cashmere coat, or right. the most, you know, like Jennifer Anderson just swans around in those amazing coats. Yeah, um, and they're probably like five grand or something, or more, more. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's beautiful clothes, beautiful pieces, but without no, no logos 
um, nothing ostentatious. It's, yeah. it's stuff that costs an absolute fortune, but you just don't realise it. Ah. Yes. Wow. Well, it's back. It's only episode one. It's episode two, obviously. By the time this comes out, we'll just be eagerly awaiting episode two, like the rest of the world. Yeah. Can I, I can't wait enough? for Steve Carell to come back. No, I know. Actually, speaking of things coming back and people wearing coats, I was... Yes. <laughs> very weird, very weird segue. And not really a segue. But I was um, listening to an interview with the, one of the writers of Succession, and that's coming back on oh, yes. October, which we loved. Well, actually, she does... Um, she was mentioned as well, Shiv. Shiv's oh, yeah. character yeah. is also stealth wealth. Right. Well, apparently, this woman was saying... Very, very ultra-rich people don't have coats because they don't need them because they oh. go from helicopter to car yes. to office building to Isn't expensive that... penthouse and they <laughs> never have to go outside, so they don't need coats. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Anyway, back to reality. Yeah. I've been watching Sex Education Season 3, which is not stealth wealth in any way, shape or form. Um, it's just so lovely. I love it. Do you watch Sex Education? Look, I watch about the first one and then I never got back into it do you think I should try yeah it's just lovely it's just really feel good it's really colorful and um over exaggerated characters characters and and fashion and then this this season um you know there's some different things happen like the, the school was never had school uniforms before but now they've got a new headmistress who is Jemima Kirk who is in Girls and she's come into the school and oh, yes. making them all wear grey uniforms. And it's so weird when you're watching it on screen and you see them in grey when you're used to see this multicoloured world that they live in. It's so noticeable. Is it an English show? Yeah. It's got Gillian yeah. Anderson in it. She plays yes. this sex therapist and she's got a, a young son um, yes. uh, called Otis who sort of was giving out sex advice for free and that's how sort of the sex education thing came off. Um, she's got a Norwegian boyfriend called Jakob. Oh. It's all about um, Norway. And, yeah, it's just really lovely. I just really love it. Okay, good. Well, of course, we don't need to watch as much TV as we have been because now we can go out for picnics and things, Lisa. If you're in, in New South, New South, South Wales, Wales, we Wales can. and Victoria, I believe. Oh, yeah, they can go out as well, yeah. but they're not allowed to drink at their picnics. Oh, and also they've got to be careful now they don't get um, earthquaked. Well... Earthquake or caught up in a riot. Yeah, I mean, they're having a yeah. terrible time. We're, we're thinking yeah. of you, Victorian people. We are, we are. Um, while we go out and drink at our picnics. But Have you been on a picnic yet? Uh, well, we did have a sort of a semi-picnic across the road last weekend with my people in my building, which was very sweet and very oh, that's nice. cute. Um, I'm having a, a bigger kind of girlfriend's picnic now on Saturday. You and I were going to have one on the weekend, but you were too hungover. That's right. Um, <laughs> but if you do want to go for a picnic, there are some do's and don'ts. What are your do's well, and don'ts? Well, I, I did go for a picnic. Yeah. Um, and what I would suggest is that this is, you know, um, a podcast for the over 45s. I would suggest it's not, um, it, it's untenable to be sitting on the ground for three hours at our age. <laughs> It's really hard to get back up again. <laughs> it's hard to get back up. It really hurts your back. Yeah. Um, it's cold. Yeah. It started raining on our picnic, so I had to put the umbrella up. Um, so what I would suggest buying one of those little chairs. Yeah. Like a camping chair. Yeah. Um, and also, I think you need to just try a bit hard. You need to try quite hard, I think, to make it pleasant. <laughs> like, don't just turn up with a 
tube of Pringles. <laughs> yeah, I know some people, my friend Sarah, we shall call her Sarah, who would think that nothing better than a tube of Pringles well, at a picnic. Of course, but there needs to be other food. Yeah, yeah. No, you need I to make you. a bit of an occasion out of it. Well, I do, especially for the first one or two. Cause, and yeah. I think everyone has been. I mean, I was in the park on the weekend and people were walking around with picnic baskets. And... Oh, everyone had a picnic basket yeah. or a blanket. Yeah. In, around where I live, yeah. Um, we went for a picnic with my friend, let's call him Scott, and he, and he is the only person I know who would have this, had a Wedgwood blanket. <laughs> Wedgwood uh, picnic blanket. Wow. Yeah. Bougie. Bougie as impressive. fuck. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's impressive. And, of course, the other thing we need to think about is because you can only have five people mm. at picnics, and that throws up all sorts of issues. We were speaking about it at our kind of weird shindig thing that we had about how that means two couples and then one single person or you know two couples half a person or half a, half half a couple. couple yeah or you know or, had, or yeah. three single people and a couple or you know or five single people obviously um so it's but it's a tricky thing so how do you kind of you know do it and how do you work out who do you decide who to bring and stuff so there was an article in the sydney morning herald about such things And you just have to, they were saying, so this person whose name is Rowan Burkhardoff, no, (laughs) Burkhardt, God, sorry. Burkhardt. Burkhardt. Someone had taken her space out of a sentence there. Yeah. Um, And said it's better to invite the person to make the choice because they might not mind being the single person in a group of five. Because, you know, I would kind of go, oh, I can't really ask them because then they can only come by themselves and it's so obvious that they're the single person. But he said, you know, at times like this, we all need to just, you know, just let people decide for themselves. There might be some couples as well that are quite happy to be split up. Yeah, (laughs) not mentioning any names. (laughs) Hello, my husband. Um, Also, um, like, whether or not we feel um, confident and comfortable going back out again and whether we, you know whether it's hard to sort of see some people after not seeing them for a long time. So if you get invited to a picnic where you're not sure you've got the energy for the people who are holding the picnic or are going to be there, like how do you get out of them or how do you say it? And there was this Peggy Kern, who's a professor at um, Melbourne Centre for Positive Psychology, said you can let them know and say, I need to rebuild my social connections over time. And I'm doing that in an intentional way so that both you and I can get the best out of the relationship. In other words, I don't want to come to your picnic. <laughs> I think um, rebuild your relational energy, which is Peggy's um, phrase, yeah. is actually is so true, though, isn't it? Because yeah. I think we've all forgotten how to socialise. Absolutely. And I think you'll, you'll find that when you actually are, you might not think you have until you're out there and then you have nothing to say to people. because uh, No one's got anything to say no. because no one's doing anything apart from just awful stuff and who wants to sit there and talk about awful stuff when you're you know eating a nice piece of cheese <laughs> let's just talk um, about this cheese some yeah, more <laughs> yeah um and also what happens if you're the person who doesn't get asked that's that's a very yes. big deal isn't it to a lot of people i mean it, obviously you knowing that there's only five people allowed you still want to be the third or fourth person on someone's list, don't you? Or the first, obviously. You so, do want to be invited to something, yeah. yeah so, I'm just wondering what the weather's like. This. See, this weekend the weather's freezing again, so I'm probably not going to do it. Mm, I'll go mm. out hell or high water. 
My friend said yeah. my friend said she was gonna bring chips and I thought she meant hot chips, but she actually meant her dog. <laughs> I got, well, that's quite, cute. I got quite excited about the hot chips. I did go and buy um, chicken strips and hot chips and gravy from the <gasps> chicken shop. Oh, yeah. And they went down pretty well. Yeah. Well, if it's cold and rainy, that's what you want yeah, on a picnic. it is what it? you want, Claire. Mm-hmm. That leads yeah. us very nicely, Lisa. Yes. Yeah. Snack attack, snack attack, snack attack, snack attack. Snack attack. Um, although it doesn't actually... Oh, no, we have got some chicken. <laughs> there, is, there is talk of chicken in this one. Oh, yes, there is, yeah. So, what's your, ch- what's your chicken chat this week? Oh, um, <laughs> my chicken chat this week, Claire, is I tried a new shapes flavour and they are fried chicken. Right. And did they taste like fried chicken or or the drumsticks or...? I think now everything just tastes the same. I agree. They don't taste of chicken. No. They're just they're a just... generic shape flavour, aren't they? Yes. Unless they're pizza and... shapes. It's it's not like back in the day, Claire, when we did proper snack attack and we'd be eating like weird stuff that actually tasted of weird stuff, like right. pickled gherkin or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, remember the halcyon days of the dill pickle chip? Oh, <laughs> take me back, take me back. <laughs> yeah. So they were fine, but not all that. Um, I think it's funny, isn't it? Also, is that I remember potato in a biscuit. Remember them? No. <laughs> and they were actually really good. They're, I suppose they're, you know, there's been other, there's like the baked potato flavoured chips that we tried that time, remember? Oh, remember mm. them? They didn't taste like anything really. And also it's weird because they're already potato. So, you know, how much potato can you have? But mm. um, potato and a biscuit were good. I had a boyfriend mm. at, um, at the time and he used to love the potato and a biscuit. He was a vegetarian and presumably they didn't have any meat products in them. I anyway, really don't know what you're talking about I now, know, but anyway. I know. Um, um, and I wanted to just bring up something. Um, I had been very disappointed, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast. You or did, not. I remember. Right. You were well, very my, upset. My tea was discontinued. Mm. So I used to have this tea called Sleep, right, which was um, Twinings. And they've now, and they discontinued it, and it just disappeared. And they wrote, I wrote to them, <laughs> like, a, like the Karen I am, I wrote to them and said, where's your sleep tea? And they said, oh, yes, it's been discontinued. And then lo and behold, it's back. It's called now it's called Sleep Well. So I can imagine that someone got paid an awful lot of money for that. Mm. <laughs> it's a calming blend, Lisa, of soothing chamomile, floral orange blossom, and a hint of honey. And it's delicious and it's back. And they've got a whole other new range that's um a, d- a digestive one and a and oh. a detoxy one. Um, all equally delicious. Six dollars fifty, not cheap. Does it work? I it's just Better than having a glass nice. of wine, isn't it? Really, you know, yeah. you have is a it? Tea. Is it? Well, it's not better. Is it? Better is a strong word. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about something else, shall we? Oh, Should we talk about love and relationships? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I was reading an obituary the other day for a show business reporter. And he died at 102, and he used to work for the Daily Mirror in the UK. Um, and he sort of, he, you know, there's pictures of him with Marilyn, and you know, oh, wow. um, yeah, it was pretty, and it was just this really lovely obituary. And then they quoted in the obituary um, his son, who is 81, and you know, you lost your dad a few years ago, didn't you? Yeah, and yeah. Um, my father-in-law died a few years ago, and my own father died 15 years ago. Now I think I think I was 30. Um, and it just blew my mind that you could get to 81 and still have your dad around and how does that even work how does what does that feel like 
you know, yeah. to to be 81 and, and your dad, or even to be 80 and, like, I'm just going to go and see my dad. I'm just going to talk to my dad. Young, if it keeps you feeling younger that you've got... Because at 81... If you don't have anyone older than you in your life, you probably feel, you know, you might feel old. You're the old one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess 102, you're going to be pretty old. Yes. Um, and act old and seem old. But maybe the 81-year-old. Well, or not. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. I know. It just really, um, it really just quite blew my mind, actually. Yeah. And I, I just thought it'd be really interesting to know someone who's got that dynamic, Um Who's you know? I mean, I know people who've who've had their parents in their lives till, well, probably sixty, sixty-five, mm, mm. but eighty-one. Gosh, that's a good good effort, isn't it? I mean, it's good effort to get to eighty-one, let alone one hundred and two. Isn't it? That's right, Claire. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, well, um, another thing that I was reading, which was this happiness index, which I'm not going to bore you with because it's kind of. Oh, I mean, okay. it's it's interesting. It's done by a, an insurance company about this sort of happiness index and relationship satisfaction. But I thought it was very interesting that in their research, they find out that um, as you get older, you get more relationship satisfaction. So basically, as young adults, you start to get a bit of it. It's a bit This is romantic-wise. This is romantic-wise. Yes. Then in your late 20s, you get a boost because you probably started to form long-term relationships. Then in your middle adult years, it decreases and plateaus through our 40s and 50s, which kind of makes sense because you're kind of dealing with other things, I guess, like yes. looking after your parents, mortgages, careers, um, children, if you have children, all that stuff. But then in your 60s and beyond, relationship satisfaction rises again and it reaches its highest levels later in life. In fact, depend, not just marriages, but also de facto relationships, relationship satisfaction is at its highest after 30 years together. Wow, isn't that amazing? Blew my peanut mind. Yeah, that Maybe is you amazing. you just give up on caring by that point. <laughs> probably, you probably if it wasn't going to work, you'd have ended it by then. I guess so. I guess you 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 enter a you, sort of comfortable. Yeah, you know, and any habits that used to make you scream, you probably you just deal with it. Maybe, and also maybe. I mean, I don't. I guess after thirty, like I can understand new relationships in your 60s being really exciting after a long relationship with one person and then you find a new one right so I can understand I, I would have thought that where the satisfaction comes from is is when you're older and say you got divorced in your 60s and then you start dating again and you feel like a young person all over again and that's exciting but I didn't expect the 30 years together I kind of was like no. oh god but I wonder as well if, some, if that is also to do with what you were saying, you know, so the kids have grown up, they've left home, they're having their own kids probably, they're not, you're not worried about that, you've probably got this sort of new little element to your life, a new a new bit of spontaneity, you've probably stopped working. Yeah, yeah. Um, you so you've got more free time, you're probably happier in any way because you're not working. <laughs> Hello, boss. <laughs> I wondered also if it could be because everyone's on their screens all the time, so no one actually talks to each other anymore. So, um, it's a segue, Claire. It's a segue, Lisa. It's what they call in the uh, podcasting yeah. uh, business. Yeah. <laughs> a segue. Because um, I was just reading something that said that we're spending a third of our waking lives staring at our phones or the TV. Horrendous. Now, this was in the UK, but I imagine, I think it's pretty much the same here, considering that my daily average on my phone is usually over five hours. Yeah. 
That I know. is absolutely disgraceful. I know. Mine is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are a terrible person, but then so am I. But yeah. Then, but, and, and, you know, I know we're, we're looking at it for everything. And I know my mum's the same. And my mum is in her, I won't say how old she is, Marion. I won't, I won't Marianne. give your, the game away. But, you know, like she's on the phone all the time and she's playing words with friends or she's talking to people or she's taking photos or she's looking at photos or she's reading something. You know, like we're all just completely on our phones all the time. But there's, aside from all, aside from stopping us having to have a conversation with our loved ones, it also um, can lead to anxiety and depression. And this guy who did this um, study Ben Carter, his name is, from the Institute of Psychiatry, Psychology and Neuroscience at King's College in London, says that the the health impact is actually really nuanced. And it's like, because you're um, looking at apps like Instagram and stuff, it's like being in the casino. You don't have any idea how long you're spending on it. You get yes, sucked into it's like it. a wormhole. Yeah, there's no clocks. There's no concept of time. Mm. 90 minutes might have passed before you even know it. And also, of course, you're inside all the time, sort of going outside. Yeah, it replaces. I think I, I just really need to keep leaving my phone downstairs when I go to bed. I just think at the moment, though, it's hard because it's not like we can just go, like they're saying in this article, it replaces other positive activities like seeing friends and things like that. But we can't see our friends at the moment unless no. we're on a screen. <laughs> so we're That's kind true. Of, we're sort of forced to get ourselves into this situation where where we're going to become really reliant on them because we actually are really reliant on them. No, I know. But at the same time, I haven't read a book in weeks, so I'd like to read a book occasionally. Maybe you just get your white noise out, love. Get your white yeah. noise out. <laughs> I will get my white noise out. Um, you have looked at some um, sites, though, haven't you? Having said that, Claire, what I do every morning when I wake up is get straight onto my phone and look <laughs> at Facebook and... <laughs> I've obviously, you know how the Facebook feeds you the things that yes. you, yeah. So every day I get, there's this Facebook thing called Ask a Manager. Do you know Ask a Manager? I've seen it, I bet yeah. you do. It's yeah. Alison Green and she is on the cut. People write to her with questions and then she gives the best advice. And she's also gives really good advice about how to write a CV and how to write a covering letter. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. And but there's so many nut jobs out there that write to her and it just brings me such joy every day <laughs> to read what crazy has written to her today. Um, and some of the ones, just from today's one, were um, one person asked if it was okay to wear a sheet mask at work on days when there weren't meetings. Oh, my God. Um, and then someone else wanted to know whether they should stop the intern signing emails, stay gold. Stay gold. They should fire the intern. I think that was all. No, I think the advice was yes. Tell the intern to stop doing that. Um, so she, I can't recommend ask a manager enough. And then the other one that's not bad is fairy god boss. Yeah. And that is that is advice from other people. So it's not quite as good advice. Um, but they did have a good story on there the other day, which was. Um, such clickbaity. I stopped using exclamation points in emails and my co-worker's response was honestly shocking. <gasps> da, da, da. And what was the response? Um, well, there was no response. <laughs> so that was so you know how shocking. sometimes when you're replying and you go, thanks, exclamation mark. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, you sort of feel like you have to do that as a tone thing. Yeah. Well, this person just stopped and nobody Made noticed no and no one cared. No. I think I would because I'm overly sensitive about stuff like that. Like I'm really yeah. sensitive to tone. 
Yeah. Um, and really worried that I'm saying the wrong thing and really worried that someone has said something in an email that I've missed. So I, I look for those signals like a like a squirrel looking for a nut. <laughs> <laughs> so you want people to, to do the explanation. I want anything that's supposed to be funny and lighthearted to be signaled yeah. that way so I... <laughs> Okay. Don't take it you want strong way. signals that people like you. <laughs> yes, Smiley face all the and time. you're not in trouble. Yeah, all the time. Okay. All right, noted. Let's do some big questions. Big questions. My first big question of the day. Yes, sir. Am I wrong to have spent $48 on a Victoria Beckham eye pencil? What colour is it? Brown. <laughs> What kind cocoa, of brown? Cocoa, it's called. It's a, it's a, a, um, a blush, a blush, a Carl, Carl, is that how you say it? Carl, Carl, um, eyeliner in cocoa that um, glides on like a dream and can be. Have you? Has it arrived yet? No, I only did it today. But I, after I'd done it, I thought, gosh. What? Why? Why is this one special compared to say Revlon? Um, a $13 bourgeois one. There is probably no reason it's special. You know what my thing is with eye pencils is that I mm-hmm. buy them all the time. You know, I buy hundreds of the fuckers. And yeah. the only ones I like are the ones that stay on, you know, yeah. regardless of what you try and take them off with. So um, I like those Revlon Colour Stay ones that stay on and stuff like that. And I just thought, you know what, I would like to branch out. It looked like it stayed on. It looked beautiful colour. And then I thought, I deserve a Victoria Beckham eye pencil. If I'm going to spend... Because you're worth it. Because I'm worth it. If I'm happy to spend $65 on bloody Trini makeup... Yes. I should Did be... you do that? Well, I have done in the past. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that um, the proof will be in the pudding. Mm. I also think Victoria Beckham's... Um, Ad campaigns on social media are utterly brilliant, and the amount of times I've nearly clicked to buy that lipstick. Yeah, I don't. Is it called Posh or something? Yeah, probably. Um, and it's the one that, and it, that she just shows you putting it on. It looks so creamy and perfect. It's yeah. like, but if I buy that lipstick, I'll look like that lady, won't I? I think that's what so, it is with the eyeliner to it. Just looks, yeah. makes her, this woman's eyes, who are nothing like my eyes, <laughs> yes. look so amazing that I just think I will just have. My, my peepers will be popping, as they would say in the women's magazines. Look, if it makes you happy, Claire, that's fine by me. I don't even know if it makes me happy. It certainly makes me kind of... It satisfies my need to buy something ridiculous every day. One quick last thing, Lisa. I know you've got to stir your... Stir yeah, your what are we up to? What, if, what makes you smile this week? Oh, yes. Well, Claire, I am obviously turning into my mother. And <laughs> I bought Hello, something... Hi, Maureen. I bought something from the Innovations Catalogue and it got delivered. You didn't tell me you bought something from the Innovations Catalogue. You left that as a treat. Yes. So it's been delivered Mm. and with it came the Innovations Catalogue of your dreams. Because it's not the one that comes in the magazine. (gasps) This is a 100-page beauty. It's like A4 size. It's glossy, Claire. Oh, it I am is, shaking with excitement. It is an absolute cracker. <laughs> I've what, got to buy What did you buy from the Innovations? What did I buy from yeah. Innovations? Um, well, my sister, it was her birthday, and she had this um, She had this Buddha that she really loved, and it had a little thing where you could put the little tea light. Right. 
and her son went off to uni and he really loved it so he took it and she was fine she was like yes of course you can take the buddha but then she didn't have the buddha so in the innovations catalog <laughs> i found a buddha with a little lotus um flower yeah. and it's solar powered <gasps> fabulous so it lights up ah. so i bought that for my sister and then i also bought um because we're sort of trying to um declutter a bit yeah. i bought this entertainment unit which includes um a record player a cd player a tape deck a usb stick um <laughs> and the and the um speakers wow that's something from 1985 yeah and you're gonna put it into your um into your entertainment yeah. unit <laughs> yes yes um but there's all sorts of things in the in the innovations catalogue this month. So um, I can't recommend, I really would buy everything. And also, I would really love to work for them and be a copywriter like oh, Elaine Bennett was. Be, it's such a dream, wouldn't it? It would be such oh, a dream. Oh, it'd be the absolute dream. Um, and speaking of innovations catalogues, of course, it, that's possibly why we like Audi, not NAD, yes. so much. Because it is very similar. Their catalogue is, 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 is a, small, a small innovations catalogue every week. Exactly. They were advertising jobs today on LinkedIn and I had a look. There wasn't anything I could do. But I was thinking how great it would be if I actually got a job at Audi. Amazing. Um, do approach me, Audi, not an ad. Anyway, um, I had bought a coffee machine from them two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah. An espresso machine. Espresso, not an espresso. Yeah. And it stopped working properly. So I rang them, finally got round to ringing them. And they said, look, we can't fix it, but we'll just give you your money back. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. What service is that? Uh, oh, and so um, we've sent it off back to them. They they paid for postage. They've already, wow. put the, they've already sent the money. No questions asked. What are you showing me? I can't see. Oh, yeah. I understand the system in the innovations catalogue. Yes. <laughs> Bet the sound's very high quality. I'll let you know. <laughs> Well, maybe I can buy, when I get my refund from Audi, maybe I can go crazy in the innovations catalogue. Yeah, do it. How much was your um, entertainment unit thing? $299. Oh, cheap as chips. Bargain. Cheap as potato and a biscuit. All right. Yeah. Well, go okay. stay your ratatouille. I've I'm never said right that now. to anyone Stir before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we will see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.